0: This is the Value Investor podcast with Tracy Reineck. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So it's time to look for some value stocks here in 2021, and I wanted to just stick with the basics. Let's do the easiest value stock screen we can. Why not? Let's keep it. Uh, let's keep it easy, and um, you know, kind of see what what develops because you really don't have to get that fancy when you're trying to find value stocks. Believe it or not, you don't have to have five, six, seven things in your screen to to get good value stocks. So we're just gonna keep it basic, but what does that mean? It pretty much means just the P.E. So we're gonna search for stocks with low price to earnings ratios. And remember that's price divided by the earnings. So basically all these stocks are gonna be cheap just based on earnings. And what is the criteria I usually use for cheapness on the PE? I usually run most of the screens here on the Value Investor podcast at 15 times or less. And that's forward PE, remember? So in the latest podcast I just did, I talked about the difference between the trailing and the forward. Zax uses the forward PE, so it's still here in early 2021, looking at the 2021 Zax consensus estimate for the year to to tabulate that PE. Later on in the year, as we get in the second half of the year, it will start looking at 2022. But for right now, it is still looking at 2021. So that's what we want. But PE won't tell us enough. It, it'll give us some cheap stocks based on the earnings, but that's not really enough to get a decent screen, even though that's, that's truly basic. So we have to add something else to it. And because we have the Zax rank available to us, of course, I'm going to add the Zax rank because that's really kind of our secret sauce. And what is the Zax rank remember it it ranks over 4000 stocks and those are all ones that have analyst coverage. It's in all sectors all market caps and it gives uh, you know one two three four five as the ranks with one being the highest. And there's not many of the Zax number ones which are also called strong buys. Those are a little over 200 on any given day. And then you have number twos, which are also the buys. And then it goes down from there, threes are holds, four is a sell, and five is a strong sell. Uh, most companies are in number threes, and they can be in number threes, you know, for part of the quarter and move around. The Zacks rank is tabulated every day. So the computer just runs the program and figures out who's who's where. And right now, during earnings season, it changes very frequently because er new earnings come in. The analysts uh, upload new estimates on the companies and then it'll switch around with the rank. So what the rank really does weed out is. Companies that have rising earnings estimates. The analysts have decided something good is going on there, or they've been wrong, they've been too conservative about a company, and they have to raise their full year earnings estimate. And as all the analysts go in to raise around the same time, that is what gets you the higher Zach's rank, the strong buy. So that's what we're searching for when we're adding on that secret sauce. We're hopefully gonna get some companies with rising earnings and hopefully some earnings growth too um, over the last year, but that's not totally guaranteed, but hopefully we, we would see that. So I'm gonna add in both the number ones strong buys and the number two buys just to give us a bigger universe. Because if I just went with the number ones, which you could do, you're only going to get a little over 200 stocks and I want to see a little bit more than just the number ones and number twos again are the buys you, those should have the rising earnings estimates as well so I'm liking that and so I'm going to combine both. Now, I took a look just to see how many stocks were in if I do the number ones and number twos. Usually, it ranges anywhere from like 800 to like 950 companies. Right now, it's giving me 930 companies. So that's a lot. That's a big universe. Um, But I'm hoping if I add in that P.E. under 15, that it's going to narrow it down quite a bit. I don't know how many cheap stocks there are with good ranks right now because, um, you know, A lot of things are changing with the earnings estimates here now that we're getting longer into first quarter earnings season and earnings have been really good. And those earnings estimates are on the rise for 2021, especially with the vaccine rolling out the pandemic hopefully going to be easing optimism is is out there right now. So that's showing up in the earnings estimates as well from the analysts so. I ran this screen and it's still giving me way too many stocks. It still gave me 427 stocks with this very basic screen. So that means I'm gonna have to add something else to look to narrow it. Well, the first thing I can do is try to find even cheaper stocks. So normally I do use 15 as the PE, but if I wanna narrow to even, you know, something that has even bigger value, you can lower that so i lowered it to 10 so 10 or less and i still got 146 stocks and again that was still a little too many for me to like to scan through and figure out why are they so good it's just a little overwhelming once you get over 100 stocks so i decided to get rid of the micro caps any company that had less than 500 million market cap. Now, other ways you could narrow the screen is maybe by volume, trading volume, so that you're hopefully getting something that isn't just trading with like 50,000 shares or something like that. But I went with uh, size, and once I added 500 million or more to get rid of those micro caps, so these would be small caps basically is what I'm looking for and above, small, mids, and then larges. I still uh, got pretty many but it was under 100 this time so I got 94 and that's when I stopped stopped narrowing it because I can look at a list of 100 stocks and kind of see what's on there and what might be intriguing right Um, I'm not going to dive into every name on it but I'm going to be able to pick out some interesting things that are happening so what was on this list. Some of the names are similar to what we've seen since 2020, right? So I think almost every home builder was on the list. Uh, I don't want to say all of them because I didn't do like an actual comparison to all the home builders in our industry um, on Zacks.com, but there were almost all of them. All the all the big names were mostly on this list. A lot of investment management firms and that's because the stock market's at all time highs again and assets under management at these those kinds of financial companies are at probably new highs and so that means their earnings are looking better um, for 2021 as well there were a lot of other banks and financials which you can imagine because the banks are also starting to see a turnaround both with mortgage revenues and because the 10 year is starting to take a little bit higher that goes directly to earnings for the banks. There were some miners of various metals including gold but some other industrial miners on here. And then there was one or two energies that I saw that popped out on there which we haven't seen on any of these in a while because the rank has just been wrong. They've been cheap but the rank has been real awful because those estimates were being cut uh, most of last year in 2020. But now, now with WTI back above 60, you're starting to see a reversal in some of those estimates. And the analysts are gonna probably here in 2021 have to be raising on the energy companies. So we're probably gonna see some oil and natural gas type companies reappearing in this list so i did go through and pick out five names and i'm i always like doing these screens on the podcast because as i said at the beginning you never know what you're gonna get and sometimes it unveils new trends that's going out there in the stock market before the stock market really notices that the trend is going on before it catches on because that's the whole point of value, right? It's not being, um, nobody's recognizing it. It's being ignored. And that's why you get the cheap PEs because maybe there's a turnaround or something cyclical happening in certain sectors that the rest of the market uh, you know, isn't paying attention to because it's been so awful for a while. And I, I lump in Stocks like the home builders where it was not that great for many years, but suddenly in 2020 it was. So you start to see that big turn in the estimates and then um, with the agriculture with that cycle starting up again, those are basically being ignored. Now, not many of the agriculture stocks made this list because they're just not going to have those PEs under 10 right now because um, their earnings are still kind of in the catch-up mode uh, in that those categories. But some of these other ones are intriguing. So let's dive right in. And I, I tried to pick different sectors to some extent so that we could have some diversity in the names. So just FYI on that. So we're not getting all home builders in this on this list, but of course I did include one. But let's lead it off with a drug stock, a drug company Bristol Myers Squibb made the list. BMY is the ticker. It's a Zaxx number two buy right now. So why why did it make it? It has a PE of just eight. And I took a look at the PEG too, even though we didn't screen for that. But that shows up on, on Zaxx.com, like right underneath the PE ratio. So might as well like look at it. And the peg here is 1.3, which is not quite value, which is a peg under one to get a true value peg, but that's pretty low. So I'm liking that and what's happening with those earnings estimates. So seven estimates have been revised higher for 2021 after the last earnings report. So they're now expected to make 743 this year. Versus just 644 last year in 2020 that's earnings growth of 15.4% and for kind of these like slower growing um, big pharma names that's pretty good earnings growth year over year earnings growth. Now these shares have also gotten cheaper recently because over the last month the shares are actually down 9.3%. So is this a buying opportunity in Bristol-Myers Squibb? Maybe. It seems like it's a little out of favor here, and it's getting cheaper. So keep that in mind. Also pays a dividend, yielding 3.3% right now. But Bristol-Myers Squibb is a big, big cap name, $135 billion on the market cap. So um, it's one of those kind of steady eddies. You get the dividend, but... 15.4% 15.4% earnings growth expected this year. That's a little surprising to see. So um, that's an interesting drug name and the only one that made the, this list of five. Then let's switch it over to a name I'm not familiar with and I had to kind of dig in a little bit more and see what's going on with them. And it is Danaos Corporation. Am I saying that right? Someone will tell me, I'm sure. Danios D-A-C is the ticker, and they are, they say on their website, one of the largest independent owners of container ships, and they have long-term charters on the ships. They have 65 container ships. So this is a little bit different than the container companies. So there's the ones who, uh, you know, build and lease out the containers That come from overseas where all the goods are shipped from China, the Philippines, Vietnam, wherever it's coming from into U.S. ports in the containers, but they got to put them on a ship. So this is the container ship side. This is a small cap company with a market cap of just 918 million. So it's one of those that. Doesn't get much play out there. That's why I've never heard of it. We only have one analyst covering it on Zacks.com. So just one estimate. Not surprising because it's a small cap. But this one I actually picked out of the list of 94 stocks because it had a PE of just 2.7. And I've said before on the show, when you see a really low PE, you might, you might not want to look into that one. You might think something is wrong there. How could anything have a PE of 2.7? There there's got to be, you know, some troubles behind the scenes for it to be that cheap on an earnings uh, you know, level. But this one is a Zacks number 1 strong buy, and so I was curious about it. Why is it that cheap? I'm going to go investigate because I didn't I didn't believe that it could be that cheap. But it it is actually so they made seven dollars and eighteen cents in 2020 they are expected to make thirteen fifty nine here in 2021 that's up eighty nine percent then I took a look at the stock and I saw it was soaring it's at new fifty two week highs and over the last month is up thirty six percent so then I got a little more intrigued you know, what's actually going on. So they just reported earnings on February 16th. So um, the one analyst hasn't had time to even update that 2021 estimate yet, but that may be revised, maybe even higher. We don't know yet. So tune in if you're checking this later on in February or March of 2021, check those estimates again. But um, this is an interesting story because maybe you've heard that the containers are um, in such high demand now that the global economy is reopening and so many consumers are ordering things that, you know, shipping it from factories overseas, are they're just using every single container. And some of the container companies now on their utilization are literally, I saw one that was like 99.7% utilization in the last month in January of 2021. They're using every single container that they have to ship. So the same thing is happening with the ship's side of things too. So the CEO, I actually had to write down what he said so I can tell you all in the earnings report, he said, in the fourth quarter of 2020, we witnessed the most outstanding turnaround in the container industry for as long as I can remember. And then he went on to explain it. He said the container box rates soared to all-time highs due to chronic underinvestment in capacity, coupled with resurgence in demand. That's what I just said. Then the charter market rapidly strengthened, and they got decade-high charter rates across all vessel types. This is on the ship side. So then he goes on to say that the vessel supply will remain low because there's a two-year lead time for new vessels to hit the water so even if they were to order you know give us 10 more boats right now it's going to be at least two years for those to hit the water so they expect 2021 revenue to exceed 2020s by a hundred million dollars. Now, what else have they been doing? They've refinanced their credit facilities, and now they have none due until 2025. So that's smart management. They're using this super hot market, and uh, their cash flows to get some better terms on their debt, and to make sure that they're in a good position for the next several years, which they have. So um, yes, these. This stock really is 2.7 times uh, future earnings, which may be going up here. Now, the question is, is all the good news really priced in with this big move in the shares over the last month? Hard to say because this has kind of been uh, a quiet story, but is now busting out. Not all these companies, including the container companies, are reporting earnings. We're starting to see just how good it is. Um, I might wait to see if there's a pullback in these shares, uh, if we get a little bit of cooling off here before diving in, but they are dirt cheap and those estimates um, are likely to go maybe even a little bit higher here. And the story looks like it's at least a 2021 story for most of the rest of this year, but uh, we will see That's Danaos Corp, DAC is the ticker. Okay, then switching over to other things we know, uh, to the home builders. So I didn't know which of the home builder stock to put on this list because I think we've covered nearly all of them or a lot of them over the last year or so. And I got this I get this question a lot on Twitter like which one do I buy? <laughs> that's what they ha- I always get asked. And that's a good question because they all have similar outstanding fundamentals right now. So I went with one of the big caps for this list, one of the well-known names. They have a lot of first-time buyers and they're in a lot of markets across the United States, so there's not something where like weather hits them. Or, um, you know, I don't know anything strange because they're pretty diverse across the nation. So they can't get totally, you know, hit by one event in that way. So that's why I like them. And it's Dr. Horton, ticker D.H.I. They are a Zach's number one strong buy right now. They have that P.E. under 10 of just 9.1 and i took a look at their peg too and their peg is at 0.7 so they do have a value peg so they both have growth and value here now there's a ton of analysts on dr horton 18 of the estimates are higher in the last 30 days for this fiscal year fiscal 2021 so they are expected to make 899 this year they only made 641 last year which was an incredible year So that's earnings growth of 40% still expected here in 2021. Then I took a look at the revenue here as well. Revenue expected to be up 28.1%. Over the last month, the shares are up 12.9% as the spring home buying season has begun. And as all these companies have reported earnings, we did get a bump in the shares, but as that 10-year has risen a bit, some of the homebuilder shares have pulled back and cooled off a bit here. Now, we were getting the story, um, even just uh, to start 2021, that the home builders were done, that we saw peak sales because the pandemic was going to wind down and nobody's going to need to buy a house anymore, really. And, uh, you know, that was the best it was going to be. But after we got these earnings reports, it became obvious that this hot market has entered into a new cycle, much like agriculture. And with those millennials still buying, it's not all pandemic driven, although that was a catalyst. But uh, this trend should be uh, staying with us for a couple of years of young home buyers wanting to buy. So... Um, you know the story changed a bit the stocks got a little bit of boost because they still remain cheap and i still like this play i would be a buyer of any of the home builders on a pullback because i believe it's a multi-year play and we're probably going to be hearing a lot about the home builders for the next couple of years on the value investor podcast but for now this one is dr horton dhi then i took a look at a couple of the banks because we've been kind of ignoring those but the bank uh, scenario is looking pretty good here for 2021. And it's kind of a reverse play on the homebuilders. As that 10-year rises, it looks even better because that goes directly to the bank earnings. So the bank I picked out of the list was PacWest Bancor. PACW is the ticker. They're in Beverly Hills So keep that in mind, because as a regional bank in California, that means their business will be mostly in California. And um, so as, you know, whatever's going on economically in that state is going to impact PacWest Bancorp. And I say that because in their last earnings report, they said that their focus for 2021 was on mitigating potential credit losses due to COVID-19 impacts. So keep that in mind that that is still a looming possibility out there with a lot of these banks that um, you know some things are in forbearance some of the loans and uh, so we don't really know the big impacts from covid-19 yet on the banks with these loans that being said seven of the estimates are higher on pink what pacwest bancor in the last month and one has been raised even just in the last week here in february and those earnings are really expected to skyrocket here in 2021. So they made $2.10 in 2020, the pandemic year. And now this year in 2021, expected to make three fifty-seven. That's earnings growth of 70% for a bank. So over the last month, because the bank stocks have gotten hot, PacWest is up 17.6%, but they're up just basically back to their pre-pandemic levels here. That's why they're still cheap. They have a forward PE of 9.9, so that fits in our parameters. They are Zacks number one strong buy because all those earnings estimates are moving up. They have a market cap of 4.3 billion, so they're not one of the small little uh, community banks. They're a bigger regional bank, and they do pay a dividend, yielding 2.8%. Um, so. Keep that in mind with the banks, but the banks, you really kind of just have to uh, pick the region, uh, you know, dig down, see what their uh, loan portfolio is involved in, things like that um, when you're when you're choosing these more kind of like regional type banks. Um, Community banks will be driven much more by mortgages and even just deposits but that's a whole other animal as well, the, even the much smaller banks than Pinkwest, But that's or PacWest, Bancor, P-A-C-W is the ticker there. And then I'm going to wrap it up with another financial, kind of in a different area. And I, I know I've talked about it on the podcast in the past, but it's been a little while since I took a look at it. And it's Synchrony Financial, ticker S-Y-F. And so they basically um, handle credit card and loyalty programs for a lot of uh, retailers out there. So they call it private label credit card providers. And what that is is, so Sam's Club just launched a MasterCard reward program and Synchrony is behind that. So they've entered into partnerships with a lot of these big retailers where they're handling uh, their whole programs. And um, so that's a little bit different take than like a normal bank would have, right? So this one is cheap, PE of 8.5, peg ratio is 0.95. So it does have that value and growth peg as well and the earnings expected to soar here in 2021 so they made two dollars and 27 cents in 2020 expected to make 436 in 2021 that's up 92 percent for financial they did have a big beat in the fourth quarter they posted 124 versus 91 so things started to turn around for them in the fourth quarter um, the analysts are all in agreement on this one though for 2021 with eight estimates higher Now, some of you may remember this one because uh, I talked about it in terms of Warren Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway because they own it. I had to double check to make sure they were still in it because they have been selling some of their banks, but they are still in synchrony and they bought it in the second quarter of 2017. They have a very small position. It's just 20 million shares or about 0.26% of the overall Berkshire portfolio. But they're still in it. And um, this is exact number two Buy. they do pay a dividend yielding 2.4%. And they just announced a big share repurchase program for 2021 of $1.6 billion. So they're, uh, you know, investing back into the shareholders as well here. So Synchrony Financial is S.Y.F. So, as you can see, I' tried to pick a diverse group of names, as I said, because there is a lot of different value areas right now. and there wasn't much, if any, tech on there. But a lot of these kind of logistics names, the containers, the this container ships company, that's an area that uh, you know, has basically been ignored by the wall street crowd for a while several years and that's busting out a lot of the transports things like that and that's a promising development for the global economy here as the pandemic eases because that means you know goods products and goods are being shipped all over the place and that's positive so keep that in mind you know the value screens can unearth as I said some of these trends that are going on before everybody else is really paying attention and it's managed to do that with the housing stocks last year and now we're starting to see some of these banks come in there with the great zacks rank and now these like you know logistics and container type companies coming in there so yeah use the use these value screens to uncover. Um, the next big trends, because that's what they're good for. So let me recap the stocks we talked about on today's episode. So there was a drug company on there, Bristol-Myers Squibb, B-M-Y. And then we had the container ship company, Danaos. Am I saying that right? Um, Danaos, I think I am, D-A-C. Then we had the home builder. I don't know which one to choose, so I went with DR Horton, (DHI). We had a regional bank with a market cap of $4 billion in PacWest Bancorp, P-A-C-W. And then we had Synchrony Financial, that's kind of on the credit card reward program side of things, S-Y-F. And there's a lot going on in value right now. So I have a couple good episodes coming up. Um, I want to cover what Warren Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway are buying and selling and what they're doing in their portfolio here to start 2021, as well as a couple other value investors, um, because, you know, it's good to check in and kind of see what they think of this market that's now continuing to hit all-time highs. Is there value out there? I think there is, because I had no trouble finding it on this basic value screen, but I'm wondering what they're doing during these hot market conditions. So I'm going to be covering all of that on the future episodes here as we head into the spring. Oh my gosh, spring is coming. It will come, people, up here in the north with all of our snow. We will get it. But uh, there's a lot going on, so make sure you get all of our podcasts. You can get them on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and we're on Amazon now. Amazon Podcasts slash it's on Amazon Music, but you can get us on Amazon. But be sure to get us anywhere, and I'll see you again next week with some more value. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's Investment Research search as a whole.